Hey y'all, I'm Jordan Gill, host of the System Samey podcast. More entrepreneurs are seeking freedom and flexibility, but how does that really happen? Systems, of course. I'm lifting the hood to my successful life first business, sharing strategies and thought-provoking prompts to how your business can accomplish the same for you. Let's get it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the System Samey podcast. And today I'm going to just allow myself to nerd out for a little bit. Uh, because I think that a lot of people are getting serious about their email marketing, which I love. And I pay attention to somewhat of what other people pay attention to. But I also think that because I'm a bit neurotic when it comes to data, uh, you can ask Cole on my team. Uh, and because I'm neurotic, I can make decisions a lot faster than most people can because I have the data to back it up and I have enough of a data set to move forward in action. So I figured, you know, let's do a deep dive into some more advanced data on my list so that way really... I'm not saying that you need to also track these things. And also, it's extremely important to have a somewhat of a handle of these numbers so that you can make faster decisions because there's not a lot that, that can really bring down a business like slow decision-making or just not making a decision at all. Uh, so I think that this will be intriguing and just shine a light on how one important your email list is and two what's more important than the vanity metric of how many people you have on your list yep let's rock so i want to share that my database which means how many people are in my hubspot are 20,169 what I want to preface that with is that is not my actual marketing email list. That is the amount of people who are on my email list, plus people who have emailed into our inbox uh, of some sort, uh, because we have, you know, HubSpot does both. And also like unengaged email lists. So people that I haven't emailed in a while, they've unsubscribed. You know, that list, that, that number is inflated, shall we say, right? So again, I could be cool and like take a screenshot of it and show it around social media and be like, look how many contacts I have on my email list. Uh, but I won't because that would be a lie. So what my actual email list is, is 7,020. And what that is, is marketing contacts. So people that I am allowed to and have given consent for me to send them emails and have not unsubscribed, right? So that also, that doesn't mean that 13,000 people have unsubscribed from my email list. Again, that 20,000 includes people who we just emailed back and forth with for a variety of reasons, right? If someone wants to schedule a podcast interview with me or whatever. Okay, so out of the 7,020 marketing contacts, I have uh, a subset of that of people who are actually considered, uh, what is it, like un, unengaged? 
right? So um, what that means is that they haven't um, opened an email in, I think, 12 weeks is what we have it set for. So that way we aren't really, again, if we wanted to, we could totally have it be where we send to the 7,000 all the time. But again, then that affects our open rates, which we care about. And so again, our engaged email list is 3,988. So just a little over 56% uh, of our 7,000 marketing list open our emails or have opened at least one email in the last 12 weeks. Okay. So, but what I did was the rest, the data that I'm going to be sharing is centered around the 7,020 number because that still makes up this, you know, the marketing contacts list. So I want to share one of my favorite things that HubSpot does, but I mean, any email marketing platform can do, and that is to, to assign marketing attribution, which means that I know where people are coming from, what their first interaction is with me from an email list standpoint, right? So I am not necessarily able to keep track of, you know, what they did on my, you know, Instagram or whatever, but I or my podcasts per se, but you know, once they've started on my email list, I know the first thing that they opted into or bought or whatever the case is. So a few numbers around marketing attribution are that, uh, what do I have? So here's uh, an interesting statistic. So I out of the 7,020 people on my email list, I know where 77.1% of that email list, I know where they came from. So I know what freebie they did first. I know, you know, what action they took to get on my email list. And that's important because I want to know what is bringing me the most leads. I don't want to have to guess. I don't want to have to get into my feelings about it. I want to know. So that means that 22.9% of my list is unattributed. That usually means that they are, they've been on my list for a very long time prior to when I was actually attributing things. So that is 1,612 people out of the 7,000 that I don't know where they came from necessarily. The highest amount of people who have stayed on my list are, oddly enough, People who download my VIP day roadmap. This is a free, I think, eight page guide that I created back in 2020. <laughs> and that good old document just is the gift that keeps on giving. So currently, as of today, we've had over actually 7,000 people download the roadmap itself. But currently still on our list is 2,388 people. That's 34% of my email list came through the roadmap. Then I have the next amount of people is through my quiz, which is interesting because we kind of stopped sending people to the quiz because it didn't convert into sales very well. But regardless, there are 1,157 people on my list 
still for my quiz, and that's 16% of my overall email list. And then I have uh, Boot Campers, which is, again, a VIP day boot camp. That was a paid uh, situation, so that was 465 people who are still on my email list from the boot camp. I don't remember how many people bought the boot camp in general, but uh, that's 6.6% of my overall email list. Then what's really cool for me to see is that the collab kit, uh, which is actually a, a like giveaway that I did, a list swap that I did, um, and that was, I have 327 people engaged on my list from that giveaway. That's 4.6% of my list. Then I have, lastly, Collabcast, which is um, a private podcast for people who are interested in doing more collaborations, right? And that was, or that is 101 people, and that's 1.4%. So here's what's interesting about that. And if you, you know, have been following me for a little while and have been just, I don't know, checking out my stuff, right? You may have seen uh, me launch, I don't even know at this point, a bajillion things. <laughs> There's like no understanding of how many things I've, I've launched. Uh, but there is a, an episode where I go through and talk about my launch lessons from 10 offers in six months. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, and you can go listen to that madness. But what's so fascinating, y'all, is... I have about 14.5% of attributed marketing contacts that all had under 100 people signed up through it. And that's kind of where I put the cutoff, right? I was like, you know, what, what data is significant to me? And data that's significant to me are things that give me over 100 people to my email list. So... My email list, right, if we're just talking data, is made up of people who are intrigued by VIP days and also want to collab a lot, which is great because these are all things I like to talk about, right? So I thought that was really cool, really interesting, and again, I can make decisions based off of that. So if the collab kit did really well, it was free, and now it's moving to a paid, like, uh self-liquidating offer, like tiny offer, and Cloudcast is free. And so, you know, I'm building out that, what that looks like, what that entails. And that doesn't mean, so what these numbers mean don't mean that that's the only amount of people that signed up. So like, for example, the Cloudcast, having 101 people, we actually had almost 300 people go and sign up for the collab cast, but 200 and some were already on my email list. So these are new folks and where they came from. Well, not new folks. It's where people came from, right? So it's the first action they took in my business. So I thought you would enjoy those numbers. I thought you would nerd out with me a little bit. And again, I encourage you to be really, really clear about attribution and keep track of that. Next, uh, another stat that I think is significant 
is I wanted to know how many people on my list have bought something for me because people are, um, are always talking about, Oh, like email lists, like, what is it? What's the stat? It's like 42. You'll make $42 per subscriber on your list or whatever. Right. Um, so let me actually calculate this. So if that's the case, so 42. Mm-hmm. Now I have, I tend to have higher offers. Uh, not so much anymore, but I still do. So 42 times seven. So if by just pure numbers of like the 70, 20 times the $42 per email subscriber, it would bring me to $294,840. So uh, I've made more than that already this year. I think it's 350, 400 K between there. And so I've actually, again, been able to make more than that. Now, what I love about this next stat is that it is, I would say, significant. And the reason I say it's significant is because if you look up, you know, like how much money are you going to make from your email list or, you know, how big does your email list really need to be to make more money? You know, I looked at the stat of what typical, you know, numbers are and typical numbers of how many people on your list will buy is one to 5%, right? And that's assuming that, you know, you are, you have great copywriting skills, your marketing's on lock and you're like consistently emailing them, right? So basically it's like, okay, if you have like a list of, of, you know, a thousand people, 3% would be 30 people. So, yeah, the number that I have that have bought on my list are 2,007 people out of the 7,020, which I don't know why there's so many sevens and twos going on in my life right now, but here we are. That means that 28.5% of my email list have bought something for me. That is huge. Number one, I value that so deeply because I'm the kind of person that when I get replies to my emails, you know, I like to respond to them. Sometimes it takes me a little hot minute because I do get a decent amount of replies, but I, I like for it to be conversational. I like for it to feel like we actually are human to human, you know? And so I just am so grateful for that number because I know so many people who have 30, 40, 50, 60,000 people on their email list, 90,000 on their email list. And like, they have to have that big of numbers in order to fulfill on much, you know, lower revenue than what I typically do. That's not to say like, Oh, look at Jordan's revenue because whatever. It's just, I, I truly believe in the notion of leverage and not in like a, I don't know, that, that word's become so bro-markety. I, I know how to 
make the most of not a lot. Like I'm very resourceful. And so, and I'm, I also like prune the crap out of my email list, you know, because if you're not enjoying my emails, if you're not active on my email list, then there's no need. Right. And I really, really, really want to encourage you to go look at your numbers and understand this percentage and this number of how many people on your list have bought something from you. I don't care if it was a dollar. I don't care if it was a hundred thousand dollars buying something from you. They pulled out their credit card and exchanged cash money with you because that will also tell you something. Do you have the right people on your list? Do you have folks who, you know, cause the, the saying is that it's like seven times more expensive to get new customers or clients. And that number probably is higher now. So the fact that I, and you know, the percentage of repeat buyers is super high as well. I don't, I don't think I calculated that one, but the, this is something that allows me to, again, make decisions on what I'm launching, what I'm providing. You know, I, I will, uh, what is it? I will survey my people fairly often because I like to know what they've got going on. And so it's super, super crucial that I keep tabs on my email list and that I don't try and do anything like drastically different because clearly what I'm doing is working. So to wrap this up, what do I think attributes to these numbers? Uh, the first one is intentionality. I, I don't really, when I am out of alignment in some way, then I can, I can struggle to be intentional, but when I am in alignment and in flow, like my intentionality is on point. I'm not out here just doing randomness. Uh, so intentionality is huge. Number two, I kind of keep my subscribers on their toes. They don't really, there's not, pretty much every week I do email them on a Wednesday, but they don't really know when to expect stuff from me, which is counterintuitive to the idea of like email your list every week, the same day, the same time, so that your people can anticipate what you're sending them. And that totally works for people. Like there's no, I have no qualms with that. And just know that you can try or experiment something different and it may work better for you, you know? So that's something I think attributes to these numbers of engagement, right? And lastly, I keep it real. And what that means is, you know, if I'm feeling like I want to share something with my email list, I don't stress out about it. I don't think about how it messes with the launch calendar or whatever else. I, I will email my list if I feel that I have something very significant to say. I will email my list if I know that the opportunity I'm presenting is amazing. And so this 
this is how I've gained trust with people in my inbox. And, you know, again, I, I do have the, okay, you haven't opened an email in 12 weeks, so I'm going to just scoot you over there. Uh, and people have definitely been like, um, I missed that email. I don't understand like how that happened. Right. I'm like, well, you probably didn't open something in a while and you know me, I prune, prune, prune. So now people know that they need to at least open something so they can stay on the list, you know, because all these people who have large lists never get rid of people. And then it's just a cluster a little bit. Right. And so there's, there's benefits to like retargeting Facebook ads and stuff like that. But I don't think that that allows for them to really nurture and really get to know the people on their list. Like I probably recognize a lot of names on the list, whether it's because they've bought something or because they've replied to an email and we've had a very, very genuine conversation. So, you know, I think that when you are wanting to take your email list to the next level and you're wanting to be able to make decisions based on who's on your email list and et cetera, these are the sorts of things that I would encourage you to have in place. I am not an email marketing expert. You know, this is not my zone of genius by any means. However, it is something that I benefit from wholeheartedly and think that's really important. So hope you enjoy getting to nerd out with me. And uh, again, the episode of launch lessons from 10 offers in six months, uh, that will be in the show notes. Uh, other than that, uh, you know, I am excited to hear what you think or if this episode has you curious or whatnot. So uh, I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the System Save Me podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram for daily advice or LinkedIn if that's more of your jam. Let me know if anything resonated with you by DMing me or tagging me in stories.